Well, a very good Easter morning to all of you. It is a great joy to be here to celebrate not only the resurrection, but to celebrate life again in the church. Last year, it was, as I've been speaking of the whole, since Holy Thursday, last year it was me, the deacon, and Kevin all by ourselves. So you didn't see any mistakes we might have made. <laughs> so that was the plus. But celebrating the Mass of the Resurrection, to celebrate the greatest event in human history alone in an empty church, and just speaking to that stick, was very disarming, very unnatural, especially for a preacher. And so it is good that we are here. It is good that we are here to celebrate this awesome reality of the Lord transforming death into life. Hopefully, last night, you felt it. Last night, hopefully, you felt the power of the Spirit at work, blowing through the whole entire universe, as men and women in every church throughout the world became new members into our church. Last night, as we blessed the waters of baptism to bring about new life and to bring and welcome new members into our church, the Spirit was alive with power. Now, I know that as Floridians, we don't like when Northerners compare the North to the South, but I'm going to compare the North to the South. <laughs> Growing up in New York City, where you had a church on every corner practically, Easter and the Easter Vigil was something that was felt throughout the whole entire community. Because when the church got to the Gloria, and all lights on came in, all the lights came on in the church, the outside bells of the church would ring. And as you are aware, or maybe you're not aware, but there's, a, there's an option of nine readings for the for the Easter Vigil, but three are mandated. So you can go any, depending on the parish that you go to, you can have three or you can have nine. So obviously some are shorter, some are longer. And so the beauty of the Easter Vigil is that as you were outside, as you were at home, as you were busy doing whatever you were doing that night before Easter day, you would hear the bells start to ring. And it was almost like a domino effect, because you'd hear the churches that did only three readings, they came quick. And then, and then as soon as they stopped, another would start, another would start, so that the whole entire neighborhood was echoing with the bells celebrating the glory of the resurrection. So whether you were Catholic or not, whether you were a believer or not, you knew that something different was happening you knew that something outside of the norm of history took place and was going on. That is one of the sad tragedies, because even if we had bells that, worked, that were working in, in Florida, our churches are so far spaced apart, you probably wouldn't hear it as they went around. So it's, you lose something in that manner, but it's a powerful reminder to you and me that Easter is not just an event for us, it's not just a special occasion for Christians and Catholics. It is an occasion for the whole entire universe. 
because God came that all of us might have life and have it in abundance. And so last night, at the Easter Vigil, as I tell you and remind you every Easter morning, the beauty of the Easter Vigil is that as this church sits in darkness, and as the Easter fire is blessed outside, the light of Christ and the Paschal candle, the Christ candle before me, enters into this darkened tomb. The light of Christ illuminates the darkness of the tomb, illuminates the darkness of sin and death, and brings forth from it life, and life in abundance. How can you and I adequately appreciate such a marvelous reality? In fact, we can't. And the church recognizes that. That is why for us as believers and as Catholics, Easter is not over at midnight tonight. Easter will continue until next Sunday. For seven days in the calendar, we celebrate one day. Tomorrow is Easter. Tuesday is Easter. Wednesday is Easter. The whole week is Easter Day. Because you cannot celebrate in just a 24-hour period the awesome reality of what Easter has done for you and me. It has given us life. It has given us a share in the life of our very God, who loved us enough to save us from our sinfulness that we might be able to live as his children, sons and daughters of the Most High. When you and I were plunged into the waters of baptism, whether we were infants or adults when that took place in our life. And that is why on this Easter, on this Easter day we will renew our baptismal promises. And then we will be sprinkled with the waters from this font to remind us of the transformation which has taken place in you and me through baptism that finds its strength in the passion, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. As the sequence said, Victime Pascali Lauda, to the Paschal Victim praise. The Paschal Victim, what is the Paschal Victim? The Paschal Victim, the Paschal is the Lamb, the Lamb of the Passover, the Lamb that Israel used every year to remind them that God saved them from slavery and from Egypt into living in the freedom of the Promised Land. Jesus is the new Paschal Lamb. He is the new Paschal Victim because he is the firstborn, sinless Son of God who dies for us that we might pass over death into life. Which is why on the Passover, Jesus celebrated his Last Supper. Which is why at the Passover, he gave to us the Holy Eucharist. Which is why when we gather at this altar every Sunday after Sunday, or even every day for some of us, we remind ourselves of that last event of Christ, that last meal, that Passover. 
Because Easter, Jesus' resurrection, transforms reality. So you and I, my brothers and sisters, as believers in the Lord Jesus, must not look at this world in the same way that non-believers look at it. This, brothers and sisters, this reality of the resurrection, this belief in the power that comes to us through our baptism, strengthened in confirmation, renewed each time we receive the Holy Eucharist, this is what we are to use as our lens to look at the world in which we live. The world is doom and gloom. The world is full of, full of negativity in our current reality. But you and I, my brothers and sisters, have resurrected from the world. We have resurrected from that life of sin to live in the glory of God. You and I, thanks be to God, have resurrected from this pandemic. It is time to move on. It is time to live in the light and the life of Christ. For too long we have allowed the world to dictate to us how you and I as believers are to live. To isolate ourselves and to place ourselves outside of the community of faith is a tragedy. That is why it is so awesome to have a church full of people uh, this morning. And this is the largest crowd we've had since, uh, since we opened up the churches. And so it is a wonderful and beautiful thing. That doesn't mean we are not prudent. It doesn't mean that we are not careful of what we're doing. But it also means that we believe in the power of the resurrection in our own life. We recognize that death, no matter how it comes to us, is not the end. But in Christ and in his resurrection, death transforms life into a new way of living. And so the world says when you're dead, you're over. It's gone. You're done. But we know as believers that's not true. We as believers in Florida even should know even more so that's not true. Because most of us here have changed our address. We moved from the north to the south. And so in death, what do we do? We move once again. We move, this time without luggage, isn't that wonderful? You don't have to pack, nothing to worry about. You just gotta take yourself. And you move from this world to the kingdom of God in its fulfillment. You and I live in the kingdom of God here and now. You and I live in a glimmer of it. And we have to see it with the eyes of faith. And the eyes of faith, sadly, are not always as strong as they can be. And we do not always see visibly the kingdom of God that is in our midst. Heaven is not the kingdom of God to come. Heaven is the fulfillment of that kingdom. Heaven is that place where we get to go, where we don't need to see the eyes of faith anymore, because we experience it in its reality. This, my brothers and sisters, is the good news. This is what we celebrate on this Easter. And for these past 40 days of Lent, we entered into prayer, fasting, almsgiving. We entered into those sacrifices, reminding us of the great sacrifice that God made for you and me. The sacrifice of giving his very life so that we might live forever with him, the angels, and the saints. And so this day, we don't just celebrate the resurrection of the Lord, but we celebrate our own personal resurrections. 
our own personal resurrections from living in that darkness of sin and doubt to live in, that, in the reality of new life in Christ, that new creation which he made into each of us through our baptism. And so, my brothers and sisters, we rejoice and we are glad, because this truly is the day the Lord has made. We rejoice and we are glad. The Lord is risen from the tomb. Alleluia, alleluia. He is truly risen. Alleluia, alleluia.